Also, this is going to be, this is like our big, this is going to be a big show for us because it's a Marvel property and it's the most recent Marvel property to come out. So people will be looking for it. So everybody be funny. Okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Clever Kids Podcast. It's a weekly pop culture podcast where three brothers tackle the topics of popular culture that everyone's thinking about. My name is Tyler. I am your host. I'm here with my brothers and co-hosts, Jeffrey. Hi. And Brian. Yo, yo. Just switching it up on you. Um, This week, we are obviously talking about the new Marvel Disney Plus series, WandaVision. I think maybe we just get right into it and uh, just start sharing thoughts and full spoilers. Everybody look out. And, uh, yeah. Who wants to start? Who's got Who's got ideas? Who's got thoughts? Brian, you got a rant? I heard something about a uh, rant. Dude. Coming in hot. So, first off, just a good shit. I, I guess... It's worth saying, obviously, we don't talk about Marvel every week, but Marvel's been coming out swinging in 2021, so you'll hear us discuss it a lot since we're talking pop culture on this podcast. Um, and, and right now, WandaVision is just hot off the press, so it's just time to kind of really dive in. We've been kind of avoiding it for a few weeks. Um, I will say my first reaction to the season as a whole is just another really well-made Marvel production. Um, you know, I, I found it really intriguing um, it seems kind of obvious to me when they bring heroes back from the dead at this point, you know, that's just kind of the comic book way, which I'm okay with. However, it'll be interesting when we start to kind of discuss what the future is going to look like with them bringing heroes back. Um, you know, just because they're kind of like doing a, we're kind of at a point where we're hitting the, uh, passing of the torch kind of thing with different heroes. So it'll be kind of interesting to kind of hear more from you guys who know, what that's more likely going to look like. Um, as far as one division goes, I will say my one critique of the whole thing was that Evan Peters Quicksilver subverting expectations crap. I, I did not thing. like that at all. I did not. I didn't like that. I thought it added a bunch of unnecessary confusion to use a guy that actually played Quicksilver in a different universe that they also own the properties to. I just didn't understand what it added to the production. You know, Jeff was trying to tell me off podcast that, you know, it was the director's way of kind of like getting the talk going and kind of messing with you. And I thought, you know what? But that takes me out of it. It takes me out of it if you didn't have a bigger reason than that. It's just you kind of trying to fuck with me. Like, then I then I don't accept it, you know? And like, if, like you could have chose any actor on the planet and you chose the guy that actually played a Quicksilver role in a property you own. To me, you don't do that unless your actual plan was to do a, a multiverse, you know, gap bridging thing with that with that reveal and i just that didn't sit well with me it confused me the whole time um and and i'll leave it there but otherwise i thought the the show itself was really good um i thought the last episode the finale was everything that i would have expected to happen in that episode and i actually appreciated it because it wasn't more of that same like subverting expectations or getting too wonky with it it was like just wrap it up put a nice bow on it and let's go on to the next uh you know, round of movies because it felt like WandaVision was really kind of like a way of like turning the page from the original Avengers to whatever's coming next. So I thought they did a good job. Sure. Um, yeah, on that Quicksilver thing, 
I uh, I also was a bit just confused by it. It just seemed like like when it first when he first showed up, I was like, oh shit! I like paused the episode, even though it was like the last minute of the episode. I paused it on his face and was like, it's. It's the other Quicksilver. Multiverse of Madness. Holy shit, they're actually doing the multiverse <laughs> in this. They're bringing it in right here. They're fucking doing it. Or wait, what was the one that... The, the realms of ridiculousness? Yeah, and then Rob Deerdeck is <laughs> Rob Deerdeck just shows up and is like, Oh shit, oh shit, Chanel West Coast or whatever your name is. <laughs> That'd be freaking hilarious. <laughs> um, that being said... um. I'm okay with it, but I guess they need to explain to me why they would have chosen Evan Peters. You know what I mean? Because if they were just going to give, like, do the recasting, and then they're going to choose a character who has actually played Quicksilver in another universe, and then not do what we all wanted them to do with it, it's sort of like, okay, well, explain yourself. What you was the what point? I mean? Explain yeah. why you made that decision. You just did that to mess with me? At that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It pissed me off a little bit. I was just like, what is? why did you do that? You know, because it's like... It totally pulled me out of the headspace of trying to enjoy it for what it was. Yeah, I didn't really like that part either. Uh, I mean, I, I, I didn't think that, that that's how they were going to do the multiverse. Like when he, even when he first appeared, I was like, oh, that's funny, and everyone was like, oh, it's the multiverse. And I was like, I don't think that's how they would do it. Like I, I, I predicted it when my friends were talking about it. And I was like, I don't think Evan Peters is going to be around after the next episode. Like maybe what, two. What made you have that take? Because if you're going to do the multiverse, you want a big event and i don't think that evan peters well, they is the are person doing to... a big event with it with dr strange in the sure. mo- in his next movie called the multiverse of madness right. Obviously, it's gonna be doing big. It big event. but it's if gonna be in... big it's not gonna be episode six of wandavision with evan fucking peters it's gonna be ryan reynolds jumping out of a portal in the middle of dr strange or something it's gonna be something bigger and more grandiose than Jeff, than Green what we lantern saw. is not gonna be in dr strange get yeah, your head yeah. out of your ass um sure. I think that this was just an opportunity for them to introduce the the idea of the multiverse, and sure. instead they didn't, and that frustrated me. I was like, well, oh, and, and now I feel you like your multiverse just given us that like like little hint that the multiverse exists, and instead they pulled yeah. back on it. Even it even if they, like they even if they but, didn't explore the concept at all, yeah. like just hint to us that something has happened to combine these two universes, and then and then finish your show, and then later on bring all those dudes in and do more. And we're like, oh yeah, we saw our first example of that with this dude. It doesn't need to get fleshed out in the, in the season, but for them to like now like make it not a thing, now they can't do that later on because I'm going to be like, how does it make sense that this dude you know, was in here but it wasn't a multiverse crossover and yet now you're introducing all the guys from his universe. It's just not going to make any sense to me. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense at all. So I just – I don't understand – I just don't, it just didn't, it, it seemed like they closed the door on the multiverse in a way. Now we know that the multiverse is going to happen in some way, shape or form, but now how do you bring in the X-Men while explaining that Evan Peters' character wasn't one of them? I mean, you know, so, so I guess they're going to bring in a whole new family of X-Men. It's going right. to be a whole new, there, but, there, but it's not going to be related to the X-Men from. Correct. The, the only person that is confirmed to be the same casting from the Fox universe to the to the uh, current universe to the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. Exactly. He's um, he's the only person that will be reprising the role officially so far. We might see other characters, but it's it's heavily believed that 
everything else will be recasted and, and redone in a new way. And that they've started production in a new film called like the mutants or something. Um, hmm. that was I haven't heard about week. that. Um, but maybe, maybe they're doing pre-production. I don't think they could be doing production yet, but they're starting to get a team together. Maybe. Um, all right. Well, how are we going to do this? Do you, do you guys want to do like what we did with the Mandalorian where we go through and kind of go episode by episode and give our ideas or our thoughts? Um, I mean, the first five episodes we could probably blow through pretty quickly because we already talked about all five of them. But um, do you guys want to do it that way? I would Jeff? more want to talk about like overarching Maybe concepts, I think, if that's okay. fair. Just because like, I think episode to episode, people that are diving into this and listening uh, to this podcast have seen them. You guys, and yeah. And it's more, let's let's talk about what our takeaways are and, and where we're going from here, if that makes sense to you guys. Yeah, that's fine. Um, what other questions do you have right now, Brian? So so that was a big one. I'm, I Obviously, my head's exploding a little bit with these. I'm trying to get my, my head around it. I jotted a few things down. So I'm going to jump straight to the cutscene at the end. Uh, Monica Rambo. I kind of want to talk about her character in general, what we're expecting from her. She So our, our takeaways is one, obviously, she's got some you know, like hardcore Captain America justice streak where she's willing to just put her ass on the line to go save people even though she's not wasn't powered. Boom, she gets superpowers. First off, what are those superpowers? Second off, at the end we get to see a green shapeshifter dude. A crawl, scroll, scroll? Scroll. Scroll come and meet her and say an old friend of your mom's uh, wants to see you or wants you to come visit her or visit them or something. So that would either be like well, the two... she says he I thought she was talking okay. about Captain Marvel at so, first but then she says he and I, I missed like, the okay, he so part Nick, I didn't hear the gender Nick thing Fury. so it's it has to be Nick Fury. Fury because her mom only met two people right really and and Nick Fury is confirmed to have his own TV show so it makes yep. sense that she He's would reappear in that show that. right so so she's going to become like well, they're talking about a Marvel a Captain Marvel team up movie for Captain Marvel's sequel so they're going to do Miss Marvel Kamala Khan and then Monica Rambeau, who was at one time Captain Marvel, and then became Monica Monica Marvel, and then now she is Photon Spectrum. Spectrum. Right. So who's Kamala Khan? She is Miss the new Miss Marvel. She has she's an Indian American or Pakistani American Pakistani American uh, girl, New York City, who has like the same powers as Mister Fantastic, basically. Um, and uh, she idolizes Captain Marvel because she's a woman of power, and so she takes the Miss Marvel uh, name, and she's I don't know a teenage Avenger. She's cool. really popular. They came out with they came up with her in like I don't know like maybe the last ten years, and she's one of the char- one of the newer Marvel characters that's kind of stuck around. It's pretty so, cool. So it sounds like Monica Rambeau has been given powers and is now getting pulled into some kind of Captain Marvel greater storyline where she's going to be teaming up or taking over the mantle essentially so sword let's talk about sword real quick all right um in the marvel comics we have shield shield's been around forever um and it is a basically what they came out with in i think like the mid 90s was or maybe the late 80s is sword which is the counterpart of shield that shield protects earth and sword is like the outer space branch of the like superhero initiative in marvel comics in this movie or in this show sword just sort of seems to have replaced shield but 
Monica Rambeau keeps talking about how she's been grounded. Like, it seems like they are a space branch that is now also working on Earth because S.H.I.E.L.D. no longer exists. So it's interesting to see if Monica goes and becomes, like, you know, an agent of S.W.O.R.D. Maybe we'll get a... <laughs> maybe we'll get a... I don't know. It was fun that... Uh, I want to do the meme with the Sean Connery pick swords. <laughs> so let me ask you, how do S.W.O.R.D. and S.H.I.E.L.D. coexist? They're just two different arms of the military, the same way right. the Air it's Force like, and the Army like, exist. Exactly. It's like one's the Navy, the other one's the Air Force, the other one's the But they do the exact same thing? Because no, those no, guys once, have different objectives. Shield is on Earth and Sword is in space. That's that's the two. That's how they. So Sword is a space force type yeah, special exactly. organization. Exactly. So what are they doing in operation on Wanda's hex well, force? It's different. Well, that's the, the comic book interpretation. The new yeah. MCU interpretation is that Shield is dismantled. Because Shield no longer exists, it. and now Sword is the government agency that has risen to replace Shield. It right. was the space interpretation. That's what Captain Marvel and Nick Fury put in place in the 90s in the Captain Marvel film. They created S.W.O.R.D. And oh, it, it shows operated. them creating S.W.O.R.D. in the movie? That's, that's, that. that's, I mean, that's like the concept of them having the scrolls stick around to protect Earth, and then they're the ones that are running S.W.O.R.D. in Spider-Man Far From Home. All of that is Wait, implies is it, that... But it's not S.W.O.R.D. until this show. None of it is S.W.O.R.D. until now. Uh, I mean, so... You do see them as sword in Far From Home. With in Nick the post credit scene? Yeah, well, Nick Fury's living on the scroll basement. Space like station. All... Yeah, yeah, in the post credit scene. You see the sword symbol? I, I believe so. I believe they're referred to as sword. I never noticed it. I No, I, this is the first time they've, they've like explicitly said sword. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. I'll, have to, I'll fact check myself later, but that's the first time that I've seen it. So... What got us? Oh, Monica Rambeau. So it looks like she's going up into space. Um, hopefully that means cool things are coming. I don't really know. Um, so so let me ask you, I, I kind of want to pivot here then, because obviously Monica Rambeau, she's been created as a new superhero. Did we? First off, to wrap up the Monica Rambeau thing, what are her powers? Is she just like Captain Marvel? in the boys. She's like Starlight She's in the got... voice. She can like bend light energy. Okay, so how does that help her stop bullets with her body and shit? What the hell is that? She, she can absorb energy. I, I, I don't know, man. Her powers are kind of undefined, uh, and I'm not super familiar with the character. Yeah, I, I'm not super familiar with her either. She's so the other thing I want to ask is stuff. her origin of becoming a superhero. She just walked into Wanda's power field and became a hero can anyone do they that kept talking that about how she was going in between the fields and how many times she had gone through it was altering her genetics right so that final time that she did it it, it altered just, her enough boom, and, gave her, and that's how she got the powers gotcha. well, they were talking so here's something Ag agatha harkness says um the the mind stone just unlocked something that was already there like it was just lying dormant, it unlocked something there. So is that the first mention of mutation in the comic or in the shows? No, I'm the but or in the series. Just assuming that. Well, I, I don't know if that's necessarily making her a mutant because she it's is a, a witch. witch, and and the witches have been around for a long time, according to Agatha. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if that considers makes her a mutant or not. I'm just I thought, I thought that was an interesting inclusion for her to say that. So thought i'd bring it up um, so so with agatha now that we're pivoting to her i have some questions as well because 
Um, You're not going to get a lot of answers about Agatha from us. I, I don't. I'm only aware of the character from reading about this show as it was coming out. So it's more about like the Scarlet Witch and, and her future. So she mentions that the prophecy is that the Scarlet Witch is going to uh, end the world. But in this show, the Scarlet Witch is just terrorizing a tiny little town that nobody cares about. So they're like, I'm curious as to whether that means that Scarlet Witch is going to go full Daenerys at some point. <laughs> And just unpredictably roasted the entire town of people that she was trying to save. (laughs) Yeah. Like, do do we see that being something that's getting set up? I mean, Scarlet Witch is kind of on the outs with everybody right now. She's got plenty of trauma that they could fall back on. And it's implied that her future is that she's going to destroy the world. So there's a couple interesting things. They're going to do like a a X-Men 3 Jean Grey thing with her, aren't they? So there's a couple interesting storylines involving the Scarlet Witch. Um, one of them is the one that they just did, which uh, is considered House of X, in which Scarlet House Witch creates M. A, House of M. Sorry, where where Scarlet Witch creates an alternate reality, puts Magneto in charge of the world, and mutants are running the world, and she is living as this princess with these two children that she created um, that are fake. And Wolverine wakes up and he's the only one that knows what's going on, and he has to try and like convince people that 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 their reality isn't real and, and everything is fake and they have to try and tear down this false reality it's a sick uh, it's one of the cool cooler x-men comic runs i like it a lot there's a different x-men comic book in which wanda believing that mutants are responsible for uh a lot of the problems of the world decides to use her powers out of this like psychotic break and prevent any new mutants for from coming and suddenly, X Men become in uh, uh, like on the on the extinction extinction watch list that they're um, on the edge of extinction. She says no more mutants, and a lot of pe- characters that are mutants lose their powers. Only a s- certain amount keep them, and obviously, it's our main characters <laughs> as always. <laughs> and then, um, no new mutants are born, and that was because Marvel didn't have the rights to the x-men franchise fox did and so marvel was like all right well we're not giving you any more storylines to rip off from us so no more x-men comic books we're gonna focus on the inhumans and then all the comic readers were like nah we don't we don't really give a shit about the Inhumans. i'd rather just have the x-men back please so uh, half a decade later, a couple couple years later, they released a new storyline in which the Avengers and the X Men go head to head. The X Men are fighting for survival. The Phoenix Force is back. All of this stuff, and at the end of it, Scarlet Witch, alongside one of the X Men, is able to use the Phoenix Force and rebirth the the mutant gene and bring back the X Men mutation that uh, infests. So it's, it gives birth to a whole new wave of mutants. So they might just skip the No More Mutants storyline since there aren't any mutants in the MCU right now and probably just go straight into, um, I don't know, New Mutants being born from this Scarlet Witch psychotic break concept. Yeah, I'm really interested to see. So this is, I, I wrote down a couple things and I, I really do want to go into them now if it's okay with you guys. How do you guys think this fits into the bigger picture? Like, so she says you're the Scarlet Witch, you're destined to destroy the world. I don't give a shit about that. That's going to be what that happens in Doctor Strange, I guess, is it's going to be him and her trying to work out, like, what, you know, whatever. They're going to figure something out, right? Like, we know that she's going to be in it. We know that he's going to be in it. We know that Sam Raimi is directing it. Um, so that's all great. 
I'm excited about it. Fine. What is the book that she's reading at the end called? Do you remember? The Book of the Damned. Is that what it was called? So that's got to be another one of the forbidden texts from like, right? Like that's just been hidden from the Sorcerer Supreme. I did like the little name drop of you're more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. From what I've seen on the internet. Doctor Strange, right? That is Doctor Strange. What was From what I've seen on the internet, that there was someone brought like a piece of text from the Doctor Strange film where the ancient one talks about missing tomes. And there's also scenes in the library where there's multiple of the locked up tomes and some of them are missing. And okay. so it's a direct reference to one of those books that has been stolen from the archives. Okay, that's fine. Great. Um, so she's reading essentially forbidden texts. Right, like, or like dark magic texts. Magic that, that Stephen Strange has no idea, exactly. has no awareness of. Oh, God, how good would it be if they did The Way of the Weird as the next one? You know what I mean? That's such a yeah. good storyline. Um, so, so we get that. But, like, this, this show brought up a lot of things, like Sword and Monica Rambeau and Space, right? So... We know that the Eternals are coming, and we know... I don't know, if uh, Jeff, have you read the Eternals stuff at all? Okay, so the Eternals are a race of beings that are what our gods are based on. They were, like, the first superheroes, essentially. Um, like, they even have names like Icarus and whatever the fuck. They're all, like, weird versions of, like, Greek gods and, sure. and Egyptian gods and whatnot, right? Isis and Iris and blah, 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 Horus and... I don't know, whatever the fuck. doesn't matter. We know that's coming, and their their whole thing is that they were created by the Celestials to fight the Deviants. Ugh, such a whole crazy Jack Kirby thing, but they're very tied to the space area as well. So is Marvel, with the success of the Guardians of the Galaxy, do you guys think that Marvel is smart to move towards space and like the more Marvel cosmic side of things? Like, Is that more interesting, or are we liking... I mean, the last, what, 10 years of our lives or 12, 13 years of our lives have been like Avengers on Earth doing Earth stuff. Are we more excited to see them like go and do this kind of more cosmic side? How are you guys I think feeling it depends about that? How they, I think it depends how they do it. I mean, if you compare like Thor 2 to Thor 3, I would watch Thor 3 seven days of the week. Yeah, but that's right. Like, it's just a better movie. It's sure. not, that has nothing to do with the space side. It's just but a better movie. But I think movie. that Thor 2 suffered from the fact that they tried to incorporate Earth and try to keep it grounded in this Earth storyline. And I think that it suffered from it. I think that Thor 3 was like, fuck it. We're just going to a planet that you know hasn't been introduced yet. We're just getting weird with it. And I think that if they can keep that and say, you know, not everything that happens in the universe happens on Earth. I think yeah. that the universe would be better for it. I mean, I'm interested to see what they do with Love and Thunder. And I mean, this is going to be, again, off topic, but Love and Thunder, we know that Christian Bale is playing Gore the God Butcher, which I went through and read all of Jason Aaron's run on Thor. That was like a five-year run. It's really long. It's really good. But Gore the God Butcher doesn't play into the Jane Foster storyline, but we know that Jane Foster as the Mighty Thor is showing up. But her whole storyline was the beginning of the War of the Realms. So I'm wondering if they're going to replace Malekith because he's the main antagonist in the War of the Realms story arc. I'm wondering if they're going to replace him with Gore the God Butcher and they're going to do a War of the Realms and focus more on like the other realms of Thor. Whatever. 
that's off topic. That's another. That's another episode. Did you guys, did you guys see this? Uh, another spoiler, but set photos were released, and it's got Matt Damon and the older Hemsworth coming back to reprise their role as the theater. <laughs> and Melissa McCarthy is cast as Hella. Yeah. <laughs> as the theater version another. of Hella. I'm. I mean, I like those cameos. Um, yeah. Full spoilers on that. Sorry, anyone who didn't want to know. Um, but like, what about like, so. Um, what about her kids? Do you know, in the comics, she has kids at one point in the nineties. Wicked and Speed. Speed. One has her power set. One has her brother's power set. Obviously, um, in the comics, it's their vision and her kids, and everybody's like, "How the fuck could they have kids?" Well, it's turned out that they're not actually her kids. They're like some sort of weird projection of the devil mephisto and they disappear and then their souls are reborn into the world and they actually exist but they're not actually her kids whatever what do you guys think like at the end of the you guys saw the second post credit scene i'm assuming right where yeah. she's like floating and reading the book in her costume so we're, we're coming back to the yeah. costume <laughs> we're coming back to the costume um you hear the kids screaming for her yep in that moment so is she opening the multiverse there to try to grab her kids and bring them back do you think that's the idea i mean if 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 the way that her powers worked were that she just created reality and then disassembled reality then there's no reason that her kids could ever be in danger so it seems likely that maybe her kids are calling to her through a multiverse maybe yeah i mean maybe the book of the damned her fictional figment of her imagination kids are calling to her through a multi see the multiverse thing man i'm like you guys better have a real good plan and i trust them still because they produce good movie after good movie but man like it like they're gonna have to do some explaining because my next question i was going to try to pivot us to is talking about the vision vision thing and so like yeah for me for me I'm, i'm interested in an explanation on exactly what the hex produced because from what i was understanding it was one of two things. One, it was all a complete figment of her imagination and none of that stuff was actually real unless you're in the hex and then it's as real as anything. But the moment the hex drops, it doesn't exist. Or two, that the hex had created some kind of bridge to a combination of realities where her kids might actually be explained as real, where vi- like the vision in the hex might be explained as real, where Evan Peters can cross over from, you know... Mar, uh, from X-Men and it's pretty clear at this point that that's not what happened that it was more the first explanation which is none of that stuff actually existed outside of her little spell which is now broken down and gone so I don't understand how her kids can now be in a multiverse that she can pull through yeah I, I mean once you get into multiverse theory anything is possible right Like, right. You, I've I have a lot of books over here on my shelf that are sci-fi books that really delve into like what could be possible in the multiverse and everybody has a different idea because it's all purely theoretical at this point. There's no way for us to prove that it exists so there's no way for us to prove what what could be there and what could be false. I mean you could go to a reality where the world is a blank void. You could go to a reality where everybody is a robot i don't fucking know robots have boners i don't you could do any anything you could imagine could exist in the multiverse because the multiverse is imaginary right so, so that's a, that's a good as long as they're point. able to construct some like some sort of thematic through line that 
gives it a set of rules, I'm okay with it, but you have to have rules. That's what's important, right? Sure. So, so I think that's a good pivot point since you brought it up. Um, the one issue that I did have with Quicksilver and, and with Evan Peters, Boner? Ralph Boner? Yeah. Are you fucking I was like, kidding me? Like that that is the slap in the face right there. I it's really thing, was like, like why would they do that? Was that a dick joke? Who, who the fuck signed off on this name? They're like, "All right, let's fuck with the fan base. What do you want to call him? Let's call him Boner." That's funny. Fuck these fans. Um, yeah. I was like, "Really? Out of all the names." Okay. Yeah. Insane. So, Brian, real quick, you said you wanted to talk about Vision. Let's talk about Vision real quick. Jeff, what do you know about White Vision? Uh <laughs> Nothing. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> Vision in the comics is an android with the whose soul and mind is patterned off of Wonder Man, which is a character that doesn't exist in the movies, so they didn't do that in the movies. In again, in the nineties, they did a thing where Vision died, and they rebuilt him. But when they rebuilt him, he didn't have his memories, and he didn't have the mind and soul pattern of wonder man because wonder man was alive in in the 90s he'd been reconstructed and or re came back to life and he didn't want to give his consciousness to a robot so vision was this white vision and it was to emblemize that he, or emblemize is that a word symbolize em, emblem em, I, I, I believe emblemize is a word anyway it's supposed to show that he was empty right like he didn't have a color he didn't have soul whatever right and he didn't have a love for wanda he had the memories of wanda he knew that they were in love at one point but he didn't love her the way that she loved him right because he didn't have a soul or a heart or whatever it takes to love i was actually surprised when they showed that i was like oh shit they brought white vision in um and what happens eventually is I think I don't even remember uh, again for anybody listening don't at me I don't read a lot of Marvel comics I ju- I've read a lot over the years I just don't remember a lot of it um, somehow Vision comes back and he remembers and him and Wanda love each other again and yada 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 but I, mean, I think it's it's important to keep in mind like yeah there are comic books that they could be using as reference points but you can't expect everyone to go through and read every single little detail that these characters have appeared in especially no. if they're going way off script for half this shit anyway so no and i refuse to go through and find the articles that break down the comic books to explain it to me i'm right. going to go off of my memory and if i can't remember it well this is what you get <laughs> right. you need like this show needs to be a, to be available and accessible for the average viewer and yeah it, I'll explain everything that I have in my brain, and I refuse to do any extra research for this podcast. That's all I'm saying. The, that's um, the American way. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to America. So, that being said, I liked the way that they brought White Vision in and showed him as, like, the Vision without the Jarvis, right? Without the heart, without the soul, without the, you know, righteous goodness, and to just show him as a programmed robot who only can think like a robot, Right. And then to have them have the conversation, which, uh, full disclosure, Brian was over at my house last night. I made a 12-inch chicken fried chicken sandwich. It was pretty good. Find me on Instagram at hi, I'm Tyler to see pictures. <laughs> we freeze? talked about the conversation. <laughs> what was that? 
Uh, you, you started to freeze right as you gave a shout out to yourself. Oh, well, my recording will pick it up, so it doesn't matter. Um, that being said, Brian and I had a conversation about a moment that he really liked. So, Brian, why don't you bring it up? Yeah, I, I eat the shit up when it's stuff that like dives into history or some kind of cool concept or you know talking about some ancient you know you love a thought figure. experiment you and the thought experiment falls right in that wheelhouse and vision was in a like a death battle with vision white vision and suddenly decided to pose him a question that kind of helped change the the programming concept that was leading white vision to like attack him right the white vision was programmed to take out the vision then the hex vision was like well, hold on a second. I'm not vision. You're vision. You're like, I'm just a, like a different version of you. So if you're programmed to attack the vision, you might want to start punching yourself in the face kind of thing. And then they dive into a concept that's called the ship of Theseus, which essentially, you know, you'll, you'll understand the, the breakdown from the episode, so we don't need to get too far into it. But just in a nutshell, you know, it's a concept that there was a, a ship of Theseus's, the ancient Greek hero, in a museum in all of its original material, like all the wood boards and stuff that made up the ship. And then over time, as the ship started to rot, they start to replace the ship uh, pieces with new boards so that it maintains its integrity and can stay in the museum. The question is, once all the pieces of that ship have been replaced, is it still the original ship of Theseus? That's a, a thought experiment that's been going on for like over a thousand years now. Like Socrates used to contemplate that as an actual thing in the real world. There's a second part to that, which is if you took all the original pieces that were rotting, somehow managed to restore them to their original condition, and then you build a second ship out of the original material, is that one the ship of Theseus? And it's kind of a nobody's right, nobody's wrong. It's just a thought experiment in what makes something, you know, what it is. And Vision poses it to Vision. It's an awesome scene, I think, and it really intriguing kind of like thought conversation and between these two programmed beings i thought it was really interesting to see something more than just robot out of them all of a sudden they're they're entertaining an abstract concept that i would guess a, a robot probably can't really entertain so it kind of really leads to vision being even white vision being so much more than just uh just a robot or a killing machine right or um, a killing machine right yeah so i mean so in that moment, we see Vision do that thing that he's been doing where he's bringing people out of the hex. But in this point, we see Vision, whose special effects looked great. I, props to Paul Bettany for sitting through all of the fucking makeup that he must sit through for every moment of that show. It must be so annoying. But he just seems like a cool guy. Uh, he... He touches his forehead or the stone on his head it turns yellow and then his eyes turn the white vision's eyes turn green and he looks at camera and says i am vision and then flies off so did vision transmute his consciousness onto white vision and now now he's able to go back and be in the real world are we getting vision back is he coming back i guess is what that was asking. so brian and i had this conversation yesterday um and i i mentioned that no, brian, brian said, okay. and i had this conversation yesterday sorry guys i talked about this a lot yesterday wow, wow <laughs> so brian. brian asked me uh if vision if the hex vision transferred his memories to the white vision and what i asked brian was at what point did the hex vision actually regain his memories because he didn't have all of them 
he didn't have all of them. And he, by, when he was with Darcy, Darcy explained to him a lot of the things that happened to him, but that's just being told what happened. So Vision has a vague grasp of the uh, chain of events that happened that led up to Wanda creating the Hex, but he doesn't have the genuine memories of his life beforehand. I think the memories are locked in White Vision because he's been he's the original Vision. He's the original bones of Vision, so he's being put back, I mean, for lack of a better term, he's the structure of Vision. So I think maybe somewhere in his headspace or whatever, he has the original memories and maybe vi Hex Vision doing his thumb trick uh, unlocked him. The same way that he was able to unlock other people's brains sure. from the Hex, maybe he was like, hey, let's like I can get you past your programming. You know what I mean? Sure. Maybe that's I like that did. idea better. Because I mean, what I told Brian, the best explanation I had was that he basically just gave him the knowledge of what happened and not necessarily the actual memories. But then again, there's a lot of times, they, uh, I'm not going to go down this whole rabbit hole, but there's always the question of, do you actually have memories? Or if someone tells you a story and you assimilate feelings and images with those, suddenly that becomes a memory of things that you think you can remember when you actually weren't even there or, or didn't happen that way. You just remember sure. it the way yeah. that it was explained There's to you. There's a great you. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode from the most recent season where they do that. And they're like doing a clip show and then they start bringing in clips from like Seinfeld. And they're like, that's not us. That's a whole other thing. What are you guys doing? <laughs> it's great. Um, I uh, I agree. I But I think more it's like an upload. I You know, the same way that they uploaded Wonder Man's consciousness into Vision, creating Vision in the comics. This is good Vision, the heart and soul of Vision that we see Wanda create from her memory. Him giving that to the uncaring robot, basically. He's bringing the Jarvis area or side back into Vision. And that's why we see his eyes turn to a different type of eye that's more human you know, more caring before he flies off. What did you guys think of the special effects in this final episode? I thought they were kind of hit or miss. They were like some of the magic fighting with uh, Wanda and uh, Agatha. I was like, this doesn't look great. I, um, I wanted more of like a Voldemort Dumbledore battle. Like the, the fact that it was like, I know all this crazy magic, but I'm just going to fly around and let you um, hit me. You know what? And laser blasts. You just reminded laser me of something. magic blasts. I was like, what? Why? Like do some cool shit. Yeah, well, you yeah. just reminded me of something with that Voldemort-Harry battle reference. Vision fighting with, I guess what the Hex was empowering him with was the Mind Stone's power, goes head-to-head -head with White Vision, who's shooting, I don't know what, out of his forehead. Blue yeah. laser. It's just <laughs> yeah, a human laser? What the hell is it? They don't that? really explain it, yeah. <laughs> it's just I, I a, that an invention that humans created but don't use themselves? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Why and, would you put that in the forehead of him? Why not put it in his hands? What Why is it? Yeah. Why, where did that come from? That's not I mean, a vision power. To me, it looked to me like it was very similar to, like, the arc reactor. It like was. Like, the triangle yeah. arc reactor. Yeah. Okay, sure. And it overpowers the Mind Stone. When, they, yeah. when the well, two beams... Well, it's not a real Mind Stone. It's fake. Right, it's a fragment of a mind stone. It's a fragment of a fragment of the mind stone, right? So, so she used the fragment of the mind stone that was in her to help create the reality, and part of that was manifested in vision and created that fake mind stone that was in his head. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really understand how his powers were able to compete against an actual being. I was like, wait, he's still just an. Yeah, I was, I was, I, I think understand. I was just. You got to just kind of suspend disbelief with the whole vision yeah, thing because I didn't understand how they could rebuild him, but then without the mind stone, he's a powerful robot. I just didn't understand that. Sure. So, uh, and I if mean, you could, and if you could do that, a robot creating... the ability 
How yeah. did they give the robot the ability to phase through objects? <laughs> well, they didn't. The body. Why don't humans have that ability in this world that you exist? The in? body. The body would still be infused with the mind stone, right? Because it was Vision's actual body. No, the mind, the mind stone is no longer there. Thanos right, ripped but, it out of his forehead. But, but it was still had the mind stone for an extended duration of time. It would still have some remnants of abilities. Mm, uh, why is the mind th stone giving him the ability to phase through objects? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it, I thought. It just gave him consciousness and, and a super. I don't understand. The, to be honest and to be clear, there's no answer. The answer is there's no answer. It's because just, the guy who wrote it doesn't, fucking, doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb, but I love it. I, I'm cool. I liked that fight scene. That was the cool fight scene was between Vision and Vision. Sure. Yeah, it was nice to like, sign finally see Vision do something. Like they throw never each other seen... into the ground, and then the white one goes through the ground and then comes back up. And I was like, damn, this is sick. Yeah, you've, we've this. never gotten to see Vision at full full force, so it was kind of fun to see him going at it for a little bit. For yeah, sure. really cool. Now, let me ask you something, because you brought up something interesting. I hadn't seen the second cutscene. I uh, when, when are they going to start letting us know how many freaking cutscenes they're going to introduce? Because I so totally missed that shit. After the Monica Rambo cutscene ended, I was like, nope, that's bullshit. I need a little bit more from here. And then it cuts to, I'll just, I'll lay it out. Basically, what they heard you? To, what am I hearing here? Like, I, how were you supposed to know? Like, you sat there and stared at the credits. I, I like, looked at how much time was left, and it was like yeah. another 15 minutes, and I was like, okay, Same. there's something else here. Um, so I fast forwarded and I found it. Um, basically, it cuts to wanda in the um in like the some i don't know where she was but yeah she looks like she's in Alberta or something yeah yeah oh my god it was i, pretty. I, was I like, just pull, i just pulled it up on my phone and watched it on silent so oh, I, okay. I, I mean maybe, you don't have to watch it in noise it's literally no no just, words are spoken no one yeah says, well, except, I had, for, I had except for the kids going. calling i had subtitles going for it, so yeah, but go ahead and finish your description for those who haven't seen it um, cuts to Wanda sitting on a porch of like a cabin on a lake in somewhere in Canada that looks amazing. And she walks into the cabin and there's, it's a very nice cabin with like copper, uh, teapots and shit. She pours herself some tea and then the camera passes Wanda into a, a further room in the back. And then we see the real Wanda in her full Scarlet Witch costume, which we're going to next floating and we hear the kids screaming and her eyes are all red and she's just flipping through the pages of the Book of the Damned. And then it cuts to black and that's it. That's what we see. Now, what's up with the costume? Everybody who reads the comics or has ever seen a picture of the Scarlet Witch, um, that costume, her costume's insane. It's all boobs and what, but what's the weird head tiara thing that she's got going on? I always thought that was stupid because there's no explanation for how that sits on her head. Well, they fucking brought it in, didn't they? I actually kind of liked the idea that when she... We see it in one of the earlier episodes when Agatha's mom is killing... Or, like, you know, whatever, trying to kill her daughter. And she, like, her magic is blue. And she has, like, this blue tiara show up as she's using her magic. I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool way to bring in the weird head thing, you know? And then Wanda, when she's doing her magic in the final episode, we see her doing that. But then she becomes the full Scarlet Witch, and now she has it on. And there's still no explanation as to how that's sitting on her head. <laughs> what is that attached with? Why is it there? What is it? I hate it. Also, why did her hair get so big and curly? Like, did she go to a salon while she was in that weird red cloud? What is going on here? How are we feeling about the costume? Anyone? Anyone care about costumes as much as I do? 
Uh, well, my answer to almost all of your questions are that it's an astral projection, so it can look however the hell she wants to, and that tiara is not actually physically real, and therefore doesn't have to have be bound yeah. by the laws of physics. And, and if she can control an entire town with a hex for weeks and months, she can redo her hair. And I'm not going to question it. I need explanations, guys. Come on. This is, you're not helping me. Uh, did anyone else get like weird Magneto vibes from the costume? Yeah, absolutely did. Yeah, and I was actually going to uh, talk about him for a second because I, I really thought there might be another multiverse opportunity when they showed uh, her dad for it to yeah. be just like straight up Ian McKellen or something else. It's going to be like, <laughs> Papa? <laughs> Dada? <laughs> He's like 80 and she's five. <laughs> you shall not. Oh, wait, wrong movie. Yeah, hi. <laughs> Yeah, that'd have been great. Of like, what do you guys want to watch tonight? And it's like Lord of the Rings and <laughs> X Men, and all the movies that Ian McKellen's been in. That Sherlock Holmes, Mister Holmes movie. Um, I, did not, I did not like that film. I, I thought it was fine. Um, yeah, I thought the costume was very much reminded me of the '90s or the early 2000s X Men movies. Um, a lot of leather, a lot of weird layering. Uh, and it worked for me, but it was still. I don't know. Yeah, it was so weird. You know, I'm I'm sitting here. I'm looking at my my. I have a Avengers comic on my wall. Avengers uh, one twenty five, where they fight Thanos. Scarlet Witch has black hair in this. In this, I don't think I've read a lot of the comics from the sixties and seventies. But does Scarlet Witch have black hair in the comics? I feel like her hair's red. I feel like it varies between brown, black, and red. Yeah, again, I, I think if she can put an entire town under her spell, <laughs> I'm okay with her changing her freaking hair color without questioning it. So um, let right, me so ask you, though, because there's something really important there. we got just a couple minutes there. left here, Brian, so let's make this one of the last questions, okay? Uh, sure. Yeah, it's my actually is my last question. It's funny that you say that. Um, the book itself, sure. it like you guys have talked about it a little bit already, but I got to ask, like, is that going to be the device by which shit really cracks open. I mean, and I think we've, we have lightly touched on it with her kids, you know, being on the other side of it, you know, the, the, um, I saw something when I was kind of trying to prep for this episode, they were talking about a, a quick commercial that aired in a past episode of WandaVision. It was like the one time they showed a, a commercial. It was about the, uh, the Nexus. Nexus. Yeah. And yeah. Nexus is, um, like a connection, right? And so they, they, like what I was seeing was they're kind of like referring to, that commercial is being a kind of hint that there's, you know, this, this nexus coming in this book and her diving into it seems like it might be that Wanda actually does pull these dimensions or these realities together. It just didn't happen in her show. Right. And this, and her diving in here, like, but I, I feel like the book is corrupting or something, you know, like we saw, you know, Agatha obviously wasn't great, but at the same time, um, it just seems to me like this book is a lot more pivotal than we've given it credit for so far, um, especially if it's been mentioned in Doctor Strange in the past. Well, the book hasn't explicitly been mentioned in Doctor Strange. We just know that there are ancient tomes that are missing. Um, I think – so the Nexus in Marvel Comics is called the Nexus of Infinite Realities. Is that right? Yep. Um, and it's basically where all the different realities meet, right? And it's – it's, it, the same thing exists in Justice League in the 80s D DC and Marvel became really obsessed with alternate realities and both of them just have a bunch of different things going on 
I think that maybe Scarlet Witch is sort of unlocking them somehow. I don't really know if this book is going to be the one that does it, but it is very much possible, right? Like, I mean, they've introduced something. It is funny. Sam Raimi got very famous um, from making his student films, which are called the... God damn it. What are they called? It's the army of the dead and ash versus the evil dead evil dead that's what it's called evil dead he made the evil dead series and in that there is a book of the damned called the necronomicon and that's what unleashes the zombies and now he's going to do a doctor strange movie where they focus on the book of the damned i hope they call it the necronomicon <laughs> that'd be really cool we know that bruce campbell's going to make his way in brian's character from dead by daylight ash um yeah i don't know i really don't know what it means i mean it i you know we can sit here and conjecture as much as we'd like but the truth of the matter is marvel's got their plan they have this shit planned out really well i guess i'm just really interested to see how this this one specifically fits into the greater universe i mean we know how falcon and the winter soldier is going to fit into the marvel universe because it's picking the next captain america right um and we know how, uh, what's the next one after that? Loki. Well, I guess we don't know how Loki's going to fit, but it seems to be more just like Loki doing time stuff, right? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, so the, the, the whole concept of Loki running through time for the first couple episodes and doing all of these things, like there's one of the uh, Loki trailers, spoiler, by the way, shows him jumping out of a plane with a briefcase full of money. Yeah. DB, and DB people Cooper. are people are saying that that's db cooper and um him just being used to, to explain a bunch of un, unexplained mysteries so far mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh but then eventually getting pulled up by the time cops or whatever they're called um yeah what is that called we talked about it in a previous episode go back and listen we did um let me ask you guys this uh monica rambo on a previous episode mentioned that she was going to call in an astrophysicist and we did not get the reveal of who that astrophysicist actually was in that episode or in, in this show. When did she that say was the that? big cameo. She said it in one of the earlier episodes that she was going to call in an astrophysicist that she knew. I think to she come called in. in Darcy. No, Darcy was called in separate. Are you sure? Positive. She said it after she got brought out oh, of the hat. No, she said she's going to bring in her. One, yeah, I thought it was going to be like a, like a J. Jonah Jameson's son, whatever that guy is, who becomes the werewolf by a night or whatever. A lot of people, a lot of people think that it was going to be Reed Richards, and that'd be sick. Or or Sue Storm, because when they translated it into a different language, the the, the pronoun that Monica used in that translation was oh, was female, something like that. Um, I don't know. That people get nuts. Fucking dumb. <laughs> That's so Pe people dumb. People get nuts. Um, I don't know. Um, I I mean, we know that Fantastic Four is coming. You got John Watts directing. Um, so I'm one. Who do you guys want cast as that? Anyone have any cares in the world? Do you guys like the John Krasinski, Emily Blunt as Mister and Mrs. Fantastic? You guys give a shit? Wait a minute. Aren't they the two from The Quiet Place? Yeah, they're also married in real life. I didn't know that either. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. I, I'd be um, cool with it, I guess. I, you know, or he was originally, Jessica Alba. 
you know he was originally in the top three uh running for captain america and he backed out because he was he put on the costume the same day that chris hemsworth put on the costume as thor and was like i don't know if this is for me guys and he dropped out and now now everybody's like you fucked up (laughs) i mean i would have preferred chris evans anyway but although i was chris evans as johnny storm (laughs) chris evans again as reed richards no (laughs) He just plays all of that. It's like it's like and an Eddie Murphy film, just with Chris Evans playing all Chris, the roles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I like that Eddie Murphy <laughs> as the thing. There you go. <laughs> it's clobbering time, and in the morning, I'm clobbering. Yeah, I'll t- I'll tell you the astrophysicist um, mention was just another one of that director kind of flipping us the boner finger. And saying, uh, yeah, go ahead and just uh, think about this a lot when it amounts to nothing. So I really didn't appreciate that. Thank God you guys didn't go full season eight. But those kind of things just don't don't have a place. <laughs> I like See, how we just use it as a shorthand now. You're not even going to tell us what show it is. Season I told, eight. I told we, know, friend, we know what I mean. If this I is your first friend, episode, Brian hates season eight of Game of Thrones and uh, goes off about it at any chance as possible. Not today, please. I but. told a friend... Who, who's told me that the the ending was expectable or like a, something that anyone could have predicted is predictable. And I was like, you know, I prefer predictable over, um, you know, Bullshit. over season eight. Over Last Jedi. Yeah, sure. Why um, do you think I came all this way? Anyway, we're not doing it. Um, All right. Uh, Before we wrap up, I do just really quickly want to say I think everybody who is in the show did a really good job. Maybe not the child actors. I didn't think that they were that great, but they were fine. But Elizabeth Olsen, I I really like her. I think she's really good. Uh, Paul Bettany, I've already said, I thought he did a really good job. Um, And Catherine Hahn as Agnes slash Agatha. I just I think that she's really great and I'm glad that she's getting kind of more play in Hollywood now and she's not just being cast as like the raunchy funny lady or whatever you know what I mean she's she really got to show her acting range in this and I thought she did a really good job so uh, good job to Katherine Hahn recommendations we need to have like I need to put a pause in there and like have a um, make a new song for the recommendations section or something. Um, who wants to go first? Anyone? I don't have. have I literally haven't watched anything. I've been so busy this week. Um, all I really had time to watch was uh, was. I'll, um, I'll say this. this show, uh, so. Tyler had mentioned in one of the one of the other possible topics we could talk about in a future week would be like DC animated films. So I went back and started watching some of the ones that have come out in the last like two years that I was and I. I did not like either of them. I watched the uh, Deathstroke Knights and Dragons, I think it's called. I haven't about... watched that one. It's, it's is it okay. on HBO Max? Yeah, it is. Okay. And, and then I also watched the uh, Death in the Family, which was a complete waste of time because it's forty min- It's literally a 40-minute recap of Under the Red Hood. Like, Wait, they did Death in the Family as an animated movie? Yeah. And it's literally just a forty-minute recap of Under the Red Hood. It's literally it's under 40 the Red minutes? Hood. Forty minutes. Yeah, it's it's you watch thirty-five minutes of of Under the Red Hood, and then you watch five minutes intercut throughout of some extra some new scenes. But most of the new scenes is literally just Bruce narrating the events of Under the Red Hood to Clark. Is it the same animation? Is it literally just yes. clips from Under the Red it's, Hood? Yes. Oh well, that sounds like you wasted your time. I don't it's know why you would watch that. Under that the Red being Hood said, is so good. 
it is the probably, best. It, I don't know if it's it, the best. It, it's it's the best in my opinion. All it's right. incredible. Well, next week, Brian, you got some homework because we're <laughs> we're jumping in. Um, but at the end of Death in the Family, they have a bunch of showcases, like ten minute movies or fifteen minute films, and those ones are okay. Like one of them was uh, uh, Adam Strange, and it was a different origin story that I'd ever seen, and it was fun. I actually liked that one. Wait, Adam Strange, the space faring with the laser yeah. and the jetpack. Oh, yep. I love him. I'm really excited for Tom King to finish up that run of his so that I can get the collected edition of the new Adam Strange comic because uh, I want to read that shit. Um, cool. Well, so those are a bunch of do not recommends. Brian, really, you should jump in and just try to watch a couple DC movies. Uh, oh, yeah. Movies here and I there. I will. I'll find time. And... <laughs> no, you know you fucking won't. <laughs> They're really short. They're like 80 minutes. They're not long. Like... You can just throw them on while you're working and just have them on in the background. They don't. I definitely, I definitely will. I will. (laughs) I don't don't fucking believe. I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. (laughs) So anyway, my recommendations. uh, A little trip. uh, Well, that's it's gonna make it sound like I watched the old movie. Uh, We we put on Star Trek. Um, Shit, which one was it? We put on Star Trek Two. The Wrath of Khan. Slash yeah, the Wrath of yeah, Khan. yeah, dude. Those Star Trek movies hold up. That's my recommendation. Go watch them if you get a little space itch. That's, that's funny because did. that's like the one that everyone hated. Uh, I, I like done. I like that one a lot. I kind of hope that they too. if I they like continue with the Star Treks, I hope that Khan becomes a bad guy again. I think he's an awesome bad guy. Do we? Did they kill him in that one? I kind of forget. No, I fell asleep in the last five us, minutes. They put him in another crowd. <laughs> say, you just said I watched it. I fell asleep in the last five minutes just to get our I fell asleep part in there. But uh, yeah, so Khan's, Khan's awesome. That's right. They don't kill him um, because they're bringing him back for the next one, hopefully. So You should go watch Wrath of Khan, the one from the 80s. That one's er, yeah, early 80s. That one's yeah, really good. I definitely will. I hate you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I already said that I don't really have anything. What I'm going to recommend, uh, go read a book called The Automatic Detective by A. Lee Martinez. It's about a uh, murder robot who's trying to uh, not be a bad guy and instead accidentally finds him- himself in like a mystery and becomes like a detective. It's fun. It's very funny. Uh, it's very Douglas Adams, and uh, I recommend it. All right. Other than that, uh, you can get in touch with us at Clever Kids podcast at gmail.com or follow us at clever kids pod on twitter and instagram um what's the call to action this week boys anyone 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 what did you think of uh wandavision did you like it which next disney plus show are you the most excited about as far as like the marvel stuff or marvel property i mean 2021 brian sent us a list of all the stuff that's supposed to come out in 2021 and it's literally every other week a new property is supposed to be dropping so i think it's every week I mean, Every week, it, they have what's dropping happening. this week? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if it's Marvel. I don't know. Disney. I guess that was Ravo was the last one, but um, they have, oh, they have yeah. some new. They have something. Right, yeah. They have the behind the scenes. They have behind the scenes of of Wandavision coming out this week. Yeah, there you and go. then next week is is uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Cool. Well, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm excited about that. Otherwise, uh, we will be back next week. Um. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. guys.